0: The legal views and content expressed on the following program are provided solely for informational and entertainment purposes. They do not constitute or contain legal advice. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to the Break the Business Podcast. I'm Ryan Carella, and it is a pleasure to have you here this week. I'm joined by my co-host Dave. How's it going, Dave? C a n e s cades. Oh yes! Oh my goodness, the Cades did it again.
1: Yep. Six and zero, oh, man. Yeah, I was at, I was at the game uh, yesterday with my parents. Uh, good game. Actually, ran into your uh, your brother and sister in law over there. Yeah, because they're better fans than I was. Because I was just watching the game at home. It's funny, too, because they told me they were uh, they had a duck out early on their daughter's uh, robots
0: competition, robotics competition. So they left their they left my niece's robotics competition to go to the UM football game? Apparently, they were like, listen, man,
1: the Canes are playing. F you. Get an Uber home. We don't give a F about you, man. We're out of here, all right? Mama and Papa got to go get the game on.
0: That is such first-class parenting. That was verbatim. Nice. <laughs> you got a you got a robotics competition, whatever nerdlinger. We're gonna go watch the football game. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently though, the Crocs were robbed, man. What? Yeah, really? dude. Because my niece is like a robotics genius. I can't imagine she didn't win this. Thing. Oh, the Five Thousand is the best. Is that really what they're called? N- no, that's a play on her name. Oh, Kenzam. I thought th- you said Kidzematic. No, I said Kenzomatic. Kenzomatic, Yes, the that- Kenzematic Five Thousand. <laughs> Man, that's shocking. Because yeah, she's she's really brilliant. Like they want her to go to MIT and stuff. (laughs) Break the business podcast, your place for Ryan's niece talk. Yeah, for middle school robotics (laughs) talk. Hey, this is an uncovered area. This is an untapped resource for content. Like nobody's covering Miami Dade County middle school robotics. I think our podcast can really tap into this.
1: Yeah, God knows I lost five thousand bucks on the damn thing last night.
0: You can rate, review, and subscribe to the Break the Business podcast on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Uh, Please do that. You can also email us at BreakTheBusiness at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at Ryan K A I R. Where can they follow you, Dave? Follow me at Dave 85 And like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash BreakTheBusiness. Our guest this week, Joe Wood. Finally, we got ourselves a... Wait, what? Joe Wood. Well, what's he going to do? What would he do? I don't understand. Joe Wood. Would what? Yep. No, Joe would. Yes, continue the sentence. That no, no. I'm, I'm saying Joe Wood. I, what is he doing? Thank you, everybody. All right, yeah. There you <laughs> go, Evan Costello in the building. Now, See, Joe Wood, as in W O O D. Um, we. It's been a while since we've had a, a you know a standalone musician here. We've always gotten a lot of experts and you know industry people, but. Uh, getting back to our roots, we got a, we got a musician in here. We're going to play some of his music. He's an indie pop singer songwriter from New York City. Great sound, and we're going to talk to him about how he got one of his songs placed on the hit TV show Power, and what that was like for him. I love getting these stories from artists because oh, that's the Fifty Cent show, right? I think so yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I've listened to the song. It's really really cool, and it's just cool hearing these stories because a lot of artists think that you have to be a chart topper with millions of dollars in the bank to get placed on one of these TV shows. And a lot of times it's artists just like you who are at the right place at the right time and do the right kind of networking and they can get these cool opportunities. And so we'll talk to Joe about how he pulled that off Mm -hmm. and that's going to be pretty, pretty exciting. And he's from New York city. You say New York city. Well, that's interesting because uh, I'm going to be right next
1: door in New Jersey. I am uh, heading on up there next week. This will be my final show. And this is not a joke.
0: <laughs> yep, that's true. Yes, indeed. Uh, yep, Dave... Sorry,
1: folks, but uh, I've been wanting to head up there now for uh, a bit to be with my uh, girlfriend, uh, hopefully soon to be future fiancé. And um, yeah, got an
0: opportunity, and I'm, I'm going up, leaving Miami. Uh, I I'm torn on this because like I can understand on kind of a respectable human being level that the right thing to do is for me to be happy for you and Uh to understand that this is a a big step for your career. This is a great opportunity you're going after that you told me about. You obviously get to be close to uh, your girlfriend and you're moving to a place that I know you're going to love. I lived in that area for three years. It was a blast. But, but that's like all, all on the respectable human being level. On like my core lizard brain id level, mm-hmm. I am so crushed and angry, and I'm just trying to think of a way I can slash your tires and sabotage hmm. this. All right, Natalie and Bruglia. Well, you know, <laughs> if
1: uh, if you recall, if you check the tape, yeah, I'm pretty sure when this show started in uh, the summer of 2015, I was like, "Hey, dude, let's get let's move out to LA
0: together." You did say that. Yeah, check the tape, all right? You didn't take me up on it. This is your fault. So this is how you punish me? Because I didn't want to go move with you to Los Angeles, even though neither of us had any opportunities there. Your revenge is to go to New Jersey. Yeah. You could see how I might not have seen that coming. Well, you know, you didn't see a lot coming, did you? Because, well, that's fair. Yeah. And can, can I say this selfishly? I mean, aside from all the other reasons why I don't want you to leave. You just said it selfishly. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to miss this so much. But aside from all the other reasons I'm going to miss you, putting this podcast together is so much harder without you. With the episodes where you're not here because you're traveling or whatever, and I have to come up with third segment stuff, and I have to just talk more because I don't have somebody to bounce stuff off of, that's really difficult. Yeah, I'm sorry for you guys out there. I know they're stuck with me. Have you thought, did you think of what you'd be doing to the listeners when you made this decision? They have to, they're stuck with just me. Now the less interesting half of this podcast. (laughs) That's that's, that would be like, you know, Oh, you know, Wham is still going to play, but you know, it's just going to be Andrew Ridgely. Like nobody wants to listen to the Andrew Ridgely podcast.
1: I, you know that's a very good point because I didn't even know his name was Andrew. Exactly. Ridley.
0: Like everybody's going. Like everybody right now is saying, "Oh, the Dave podcast must be over because Dave is is moving." Like, yeah, yeah. But at least we still have his book. <laughs> no, 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 no. Although if you wrote a book, I'm pretty sure people would enjoy that very much. No, this huh. is this is terrible, but it's also wonderful, and I'm very happy for you. And I, uh, I'm going to slash your tires. And yeah, this is a lot of conflicting emotions for me. And, but I, I do wish you the best of luck, but we have you here now. I want to make the most of this show. We're going to have some fun throughout this segment mm-hmm. and, you know, the other segments and, and maybe, maybe like, well, look, while you're up in New Jersey, you know, maybe you can, you know, send us some segments, you know, do, do the funny voices. Send, like, look, anytime you want to like, just do anything on our show to make people laugh, just send you like a like yes. an MP4 file. That's or something. right. Cause look, I know you, man. I know without this microphone outlet for all your characters, you're you're gonna you're gonna explode. And so whenever you just need to kind of vent this stuff off, you know, you can reach out to me. Cause I mean, think of how much you're gonna drive your girlfriend crazy when you just start talking in like all these different podcast character voices that she doesn't understand. Hmm. So when that happens, for the sake of preserving your wonderful relationship with the woman you care about, right send us some of your yeah. material so that you don't drive her nuts. Or I'll be
1: at like the frickin' uh, Calandra's ordering some uh, deli meats, and I'll be like, hey, how's it going, eh? Uh, can I have uh, some salami? Eh? Oh, my God. They don't have this up in <laughs> Canada, you know?
0: The wolves eat the salami. <laughs> I was, was working with wolves. Yeah. Well, you know what, mate? I think what I'm going to do... Is so that, like this just completely fails for you. I'm gonna give you bad advice on how to make it in New York City as a New Yorker. okay, and see if you can like implement it, and then you'll be like, this isn't working out that well. Okay. So for example, something you need to know about New York, no one uses public transportation. You know, okay,
1: so it's just like Miami. It's, yes, it's, it's
0: like the worst. It's a pits. Getting a car is a must. You have to take a car everywhere in New York City. like All even right. if you're just going a block or two, Take a car. You've got to have a car, absolutely, okay. uh, no doubt about it. Car. Would you—a compact
1: or do you think, like, find a, a used H2 or something?
0: Bigger is better. Okay. Everything's bigger in New York City. That's what they always That's say. That's true. Yeah. That's very true. Have you seen the buildings? That's right. Big. Yeah, big buildings, big cars. Like, you need a big car to, like, see over the big buildings. I mean, big everybody knows that, right. I mean, even if you can find a tank, even just a just a big tank, roll it right down Houston Street. Uh, you're going to be. Oh, and oh, by I, it's, I think it's pronounced Houston. Ryan. You, Remember, you, You're absolutely right. Call it Houston Street okay, wherever good. you go. You're going to be just like a real New Yorker. Best pizza in New York. Uh, this place. Uh, there are a few locations in Manhattan. OK. Uh, oh, ooh, good. I need I need I need uh, I need the Italian yeah. joints. Yeah. No, this is the best. Uh, it's called a Sbarro. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, it means it kind of has a weird, awkward Italian name. You really think there should be like a vowel, like kind of in there somewhere? But that's just the way New York is, man. It's quirky. Like yeah. that's where you're going to get the best New York slice, okay, for sure. Cool. Um, and there was one more thing. I was oh yes, climate. All uh-huh. right. Um, hot all year round. Just leave. Do you want to know what the sad thing is?
1: What? That's rapidly becoming not a joke. <laughs>
0: that's actually true. Yes. <laughs> but um, you know, it's October. Yeah, it's getting to wintertime, but, I mean, you just, just don't bring anything long-sleeved.
1: Right. It's, now, okay, I've got some baseball hats at home, one of which would represent a team I used to play for called the Red Sox. And so I was like, it's like a B. I should
0: totally wear that around. Right? Every day. Okay. Um, and if you even have, like, a jersey with, like, the full outfit, you know, okay. that you can wear wherever you go, uh, that's that's always, you know, they, they are very respectful of sports teams from Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh, sports teams from Los Angeles—they okay. love them, yeah, um, for sure. That's you know that's always going to work out very very well for you.
1: Okay, great.
0: And this and is, this is really great. Yeah, stuff. no, absolutely. And if you if you just kind of follow those rules just every day, and you know if you get other advice from New Yorkers if they say you're doing stuff wrong, that's just the New York sense of humor, yeah. man. <laughs> they're 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 yanking they're, they're yeah. my chain, man. They're yeah. busting balls. You know when you're walking on sidewalks, okay. People, New Yorkers, they don't like to get places very quickly. So you walk slowly on those sidewalks. Try to take up as much space as possible. Oh, okay. So it's more of a Southern mentality. It really is. I mean, it's it's laid back in New York. They you know they call late. I mean, it's it's the laid back city. That's what everybody says. Yeah, yeah.
1: They just like drinking their sweet teas on the porch it's, it's, with biscuits and
0: gravy. Yeah. It's yeah. right. It's the it's the laid back apple. I mean, okay. Southern hospitality is no more prevalent than it is in New York City. So. Don't rush when you're on the sidewalk. If you see like somebody in a business suit that that looks like they're getting somewhere or trying to get somewhere, they're not. Just turn around. Just strike up a conversation with them. Block their path on the sidewalk if they have to. They'll thank you for it. Okay. And if you do all those things, you're going to be a great New Yorker in no time. And at no point will you ever get so frustrated that you'll want to come back. Yeah.
1: And I hear the most relaxing place on the world is um, in like the Midtown area. I think it's like on Fifth or Sixth Avenue. I think it's called. Uh, T. Rump Tower. hmm Oh, yes, yes, yes. They're like, super relaxing, right? I think I hear, like, that's people go to chill and veg out. That's right. Like, b- barely
0: traffic or police presence. Not, yeah. Um, you know, and, and people come there, you know, very desolate, never a lot of angry people there. It's
1: nice. To I hear there's a lot rest of artists. Because they, like, they start, they paint on their placards and basically it's like free art shows. Like, they they just
0: show it to people. Yeah, Like, yeah. oh, look, oh, cool. Look, this is art. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's, you know, can't go wrong with that for sure. Okay. Um, yeah, God, you're going to do so great. You're going to do so great. This is really great stuff. This is really great stuff. (laughs) Um, okay. We should probably do something music related, but I have every once in a while, uh, we have a, a music segment to talk about to help indie artists. And I know, are you serious right now with this? Yeah. You're actually going to do business? I want to do a music business segment, yeah. Just just one. Look. Wow. Look, I'm trying to take my mind off wow. of how crushed this, I am wow, here.
1: Wow, wow. Making it all about you. All about you, huh? <laughs> I can't believe this is the last show. and for, Well, for me, not for the show. Well, <laughs> it might end pretty soon. But, <laughs> and
0: uh, and you're just going to, just the, the seven note challenge. Oh, this is going to be good. You're going to like this because... Look, we know this, and we can just admit this now that this is your last show. The music segments are not your favorite part. No, they've never been. They've never been. You've, but you, you've tolerated them, and you've found ways to get jokes in, and you've, while you didn't mean to do it, you've actually made the music segments better for your presence. But every once in a while, I can tickle your interest with a music segment by tying it into a person in music or a style of music that you like, okay. and that's what I'm going to do this week. So... Are you familiar with System of a Down? Yeah. And their lead vocalist, Serge Tonkin?
1: Isn't it Tankian?
0: I actually wasn't sure. I was listening to him say it, and he kind of made it sound like it was Tonkin, but what do you think? I've always said it Serge Tankian because it's spelled T-A-N-K-I-A-N,
1: but maybe the pronunciation is off. Well, I don't know. We're gonna I don't know. We're
0: gonna play a video where he says. his You know name. what, Serge? Maybe you should release. You should have released a fucking album with his band in the last ten years. So people would know. we we'll know it. But he doesn't have time to release any albums from the band you like because he's working on this pretty cool songwriting contest. Okay. Oh, he God, announces God, on October eighteenth. Uh, the the songwriting contest he's sponsoring is called the Seven Note Challenge. And the way it works, this is really cool. It's a song contest with only two rules. Rule number one: the song you submit to the contest has to be under three minutes. Okay. Rule number two, it has to begin with a particular sequence of seven notes.
1: Well, that's easy enough. Well... A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Well, he
0: actually, he gives you what the notes are. Oh. And if my, I'm looking at the staff here, if my middling knowledge of music theory is worth anything, uh, the notes appear to be C, B, D, G, A flat, E flat, and then back to G again. And... I actually did look this part up. The key of that would be C harmonic minor. Mm -hmm. So you have to kind of, you know, if you're going to build a song around this, you kind of want to know what chords fit for C harmonic minor, and -hmm. you can build a song around this. And the song can be in any style, it can have any tempo, and you can use any other notes you want after those first seven notes. So it's not like you can only use those seven notes. It just has to begin with those seven notes. In fact, I'm probably explaining this less well than Serge will, so let's listen to him talk about it.
2: A lot of people ask me where music comes from, where do songs come from. I always firmly believe that they come from collective consciousness, um, that they don't necessarily reside within an artist. Every song begins with uh, an idea, a concept, or a sound. The challenge is simple. You've got these seven notes that you have to start with, so your first seven notes of your composition have to be these seven notes. You can make a jazz song, a rock song, symphony, whatever type of music that you want. It can't be longer than three minutes. The rest is up to you. I'm Serge Tonkin, and this is my challenge. I'll give you seven notes. You give me your best. All right, here are the notes.
1: Yeah,
0: There you go. So... Seven notes. Bum, 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 bum. No, I think it was lower on the other one. I think it was
1: bum 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 bum.
0: Is that right? What would you what'd you do? Da 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 No
1: no no go lower on the on the second. I, no <laughs> You're gonna throw me off. No, I'm not it's easy. Go lower on the second, give me a half step higher on the fourth, give me one step lower on the sixth. And then what I told you to do in the second, add another half step
0: up. All right. You, all right, you know what? Just for that, I'm going to do some real musical skill here. So... <laughs> he grabs the ukulele I off know, the, I've just, I've just brought the I've just took a ukulele off my wall, and I guarantee you I'm not nearly as good of a musician as pretty much anybody listening to this podcast. But if you're going to... Just a quick tip if you want to do this contest. If you're starting a song with those notes, it's going to be in um, C harmonic minor is probably the best guess. And so if you just want to do a very simple arrangement to kind of just get your thoughts on it, you can you can go from a a one, four, five, one. So you could go just
1: that was so out of tune.
0: Oh, I mean, probably I didn't tune it at all. I probably should have prepped that better. But here, do you want to tune it instead? But um, the, although the best way I think to really be creative with this contest is, I mean, don't do what I did and just kind of follow the notes tempo that he put in that video, you know, because I mean, the way it sounds, it kind of sounds like a just, you know, sort of a dreary, you know, sad song, but like you could do other stuff with it by changing the tempo, putting it in like a jazz genre or, or, or just like, you know, punk or whatever, and just give it a completely different sound. You can. You know, you don't have to play them in that sequence. You can, you know, make the notes longer or shorter. You could if, if theoretically put them in a different octave, and it's still the same notes. Um, you could just, yeah, you, you you know, faster tempo, faster tempo, slower tempo. Welcome back to talking tuning with Ryan. We're right. talking tuning and tuna dude. eating tuna while we tune our tubas and well. dude. <laughs> So wait, did we establish whether it was Tonkin or ta- Tankian? Tonkian. Tonkian? All right. Yes. If you want to enter this artist, you go to uh Serge Tonkian, S-E-R-J T yes. A N. He's not K- a body of water that started the Vietnam War. That's good stuff. Thank you. <laughs> the surge of Tonkin resolution. Uh S-E-R-J-T-A-N-K-I-A-N-Challenge.com. You got to submit your song by su- December 15th, and the winner gets a $5,000 grand prize. Could you people just do this already so System of a Down can make a friggin' album? Oh, so that's your ulterior motive.
1: What, I think the last one was 2006. We were in college.
0: Wow, you're right.
1: Man. And do you realize next May, so May uh, 18,
0: we've already been, gra- we graduated undergrad 10 years. We were in high school when freaking Chop Suey came out. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. We're old, but I'm bringing this up, this contest up for three reasons. I was going to say two reasons, but a third reason, because the sooner we get this contest done, the sooner we can make David happy by having a new system of the down album. But I'm also bringing this up because we want to keep the community on this podcast informed of cool contests out there. If you can win this thing, I think it would be a nice piece of exposure. And of course, having five grand in your pocket certainly doesn't hurt. But it's also valuable for another reason, because it illustrates a greater issue on the value of using constraints to bring out more creativity in yourself. And I know that kind of seems counterintuitive. Like, you know, if I'm constraining my creativity, how can I be more creative? This sounds
1: like an idea you got from your buddies at CPAC.
0: I'm going to miss your ridiculous accusations that I'm insanely conservative right, just because I, yes. I mentioned CPAC on one Remember, episode. by
1: restricting what everyone can do according to what we say, they'll really be freer and happier. Continue with your... Uh...
0: <laughs>
1: my propaganda? Yes.
0: Well, it's not just my propaganda. We've had a few artists on the show who've articulated this point. Back on episode 86... We had a musician on named Shawnee Kilgore. She was really cool. She actually did a whole album with Joss Whedon uh, you know, where he, they wrote an album together. It was an interesting idea. And on that podcast, she talked about how one of the things she did to be more creative was she joined a songwriting group where they had to write a new song every week. And every week, the leader of the group would email you know, out to everybody, we need, you, know, you got to write a new song this week. And the songwriting group leader would propose a prompt. What? I'm sure the leader was wise. It <laughs> does make it sound like a cult, doesn't it? But the 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 songwriting group uh, Kool Aid Maker would uh, would propose a prompt. You know, where they would, he would give the people in the group a specific thing they had to write the song about for that week. And she said that having a specific prompt, as opposed to just being able to write out of something out of thin air, actually got her creative juices flowing and helped her keep up with that crazy schedule of writing a new song each week.
1: Yeah. No, hey, sometimes the movementarians have good ideas too. Good ideas too.
0: That's what that was, the leader, yeah. Yeah. Gosh, I just even as I said it I was like cuz I've I've built a pretty good radar for when I know I say something that's going to get mockery from you and I just knew that one was coming. I was like he's going to do some kind of cult thing with this. So, anyway, whether you do this contest or not, and I think it might be a fun thing for you to do as an artist um, you should give some thoughts to using prompts in your songwriting to get your creative juices flowing. You know, maybe work with a songwriter's cooperative. God, if I call it cooperative, it's even worse, right? That makes it sound even more culty. No, and, just now
1: your CPAC friends are going to get mad oh at you for socialism. God,
0: with the CPAC stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, mentioned C- I mentioned CPAC on one podcast. No, episode. you mentioned it a few times. But, not even conservative. Anyway, so. But I I just happen to think that joining one of these songwriting groups can be a great idea for any songwriter. It keeps you kind of working out those creative muscles. It keeps you practicing songwriting, and by kind of holding yourself to a schedule and working with prompts, it can uh, you know get more creativity out of you than you otherwise would have. And so if you're not in one of these groups, I strongly recommend it. And check out episode 86 where Shawnee Kilgore talks about her experience in that group. It's a pretty cool episode. Plus you get some you hear some cool Joss Whedon stories. So that's always interesting. But isn't that the from Marvel? Yeah, the Joss Whedon.
1: Oh wait, but isn't there who's the singer? That isn't that isn't there a singer like a female singer named Joss Whedon too?
0: You think of a Joss Stone? Maybe. Yeah, that they're they're not the same. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're they're their names are s- uh, spelled and pronounced differently, and they look completely different. But other than that, they're exactly the same. Isn't the Joss J O S S? Yes. Okay. Well, but the rest of it not so much. Hmm. But. Joss, we you know, yeah, Joss Whedon, the the director of the Avengers movies, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, person Firefly, person
1: that's trying to save uh, Justice League. We'll see what that's like. Yes, he
0: is. He is indeed trying to do that. That's going to be such homework. And along the way, he made an a- EP with Shawny Kilgore, who we had on the show. But Was I on that episode? No.
1: No. Okay, because I had a feeling I would have remembered a name like
0: Kilgore. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of a cool name now that I think about yeah. it. But I, I wonder if. Should we? Should this be one of these causes that we just dive into this seven note challenge? Like maybe we can kind of create our own satellite contest with just our our musicians in the podcast community. Offer a little prize for whoever in our own community makes the best seven note song. Um, but then, what's the best seven note song? Well, it's decided solely by me and my irrational judgment.
1: I mean, well, actually, it's true because a part of me is like, ah, oh, music is subjective, but I know what I like. and I know what I
0: don't. Well. Maybe we'll let you be the judge. How about that? Oh, I feel bad for these people. <laughs> would you feel Would you feel worse for them if I were the judge or if you were the judge?
1: Because then it's like, am I going to get a whole bunch of everyone's just going to be like, oh, let's just add some distortion to it to try to buy them off. But that's then true. they'll be like, but then they'll realize, oh no, I just can't be bought off with distortion and gain, you know. And it needs to be good. If you if you actually try to make it metal and it's not, that's even a, a more unforgivable sin.
0: That's actually a good point, though. Is Depending on which one of us would pick the winner of our little mini seven note song contest, they're going to try to cater to us differently because if i'm the judge they're gonna be like we need more mandolins just just bring in all the mandolins you loot player get yeah. your ass in here we gotta win a contest <laughs> but if it's you it's just all distortion distortion distortion
1: yeah people may be growling and stuff or whatever <laughs> which again if, if it's good growling it's good or great if it's bad then it's just unlistenable
0: <laughs> down, 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 yeah. down, down. either that you
1: sound like some sort of like uh <laughs> one of those crappy 90s generic rock bands that like frat boys listen to all the time with their bros and everything. Whoa, bro. And man, you see Jimmy Eat World, man? They fucking Rosser, <laughs> awesome, man.
0: It's like, no, they're not. I liked Jimmy Eat World when I was in high school.
1: That yeah, makes a lot of hey, sense. don't
0: write yourself off yet, man. Is that a Jimmy yes, Eat World Yes, it is, song? but I just realized how not into Jimmy Eat World you are that that reference would just fly right over your head. <laughs> All right. Wasn't there
1: a band also called like Me First and the Gimme Gimme? Me First and yes, there that was. They did a... nothing but covers. I remember because my sister downloaded a whole bunch of stuff uh, on the computer from them. They did
0: punk covers of songs that just did not call for punk covers. Like they had a whole album of Broadway punk covers. Break the business podcast. Your stop for I, Me I, First
1: and the Gimme give talk. I'm pretty sure that's what the movement at CBGBs was started all about. <laughs> covering broadway show tunes that's right that's what joey Mar- joey Marmone and uh johnny rotten were thinking back in the day
0: well, that's a nice piece of advice for you when you're in new york just start covering broadway songs in like metal and punk music and just just don't play them in theaters just stand outside like hamilton and just shout these covers of these songs at the top of your lungs you'll make lots of friends in new york god broadway shows are expensive Yes, they are. Because ha- have fun with that.
1: I've been looking at Frozen tickets because my girlfriend loves Frozen, and we I want to go take her to see the the Frozen musical.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh my god! Yeah, what the hell, man?
0: Yeah, uh, you know, I
1: guess you got to do like that line or whatever, like that Broadway tickets or something like that. The ones people that have like the day of
0: TKTS.
1: TKTS. Thank you very much. No,
0: no, no. You don't want to do any of that. Um, best piece of New York advice because I want you to succeed up in New York and not come back to this podcast. Oh, okay. Oh, best okay. way to get tickets: go right on the main website. Of the actual Broadway show. Like, don't go to any of the other, like, secondary websites. Don't go to TKTS, total scam. Just go right to the main website. Um, You know, when they add on the convenience charges and all the extra stuff, it's still gonna be the best deal you possibly can.
1: Now, I've heard mezzanine can be good seats because you really wanna see everything, as opposed to, like, orchestra front row.
0: Um, Best section, they call it obstructed view. Ooh. Um, Yeah, it's real real classy. Ooh, that sounds French. Yeah, it's got a view in it. It must be good. That's where you want to get all your seats, for sure. You're going to have the best time in New York City. Oh, she's going to love this. Yes, she will. All right, man. Uh, Joe Wood coming up next on the Break the Business podcast. Ryan here from the podcast. Shameless plug time. My new book, Break the Business, Declaring Your Independence and in Achieving True Success in the Music Industry is now available in paperback and an ebook. The book talks about how you can be your own boss in your music career and take control of your content creation, promotion, distribution, and fundraising. Get your copy on Amazon by searching Break the Business. It's a nice read for musicians and the people who love them. That's Break the Business, Declaring Your Independence and in Achieving True Success in the Music Industry. Thanks very much for your support. Welcome back to the Break the Business Podcast. He is an indie pop singer-songwriter from New York City whose music was described by earmilk.com as a blend of rough edge guitars, intense hip-hop beats, and addictive pop hooks. His 2017 single, Rush, was featured on a Season 4 episode of the hit star's drama, Power. And you can find out more about him and his music by visiting www.jowoodmusic.com and soundcloud.com slash Music, Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Wood. is on the Break the Business podcast. Joe, thank you so much for joining us.
3: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, it is our pleasure. Oh, it sounds like you got some New York City hustle and bustle behind you there. I really feel like I'm there in the environment with you.
3: (laughs) Uh, You definitely got that right. It's hard for me to find a a second to chat. So I'm super lucky that I, I got a second to talk to you today.
0: Well, we appreciate you taking the time for us. Where in the city are you right now? Take us there. Place us where you are. (laughs)
3: <laughs> um, I'm in Brooklyn Heights. I'm stepping outside of a shadow box class that I just got out of. So I try to find time to work out. Oh. Um, yeah, so I'm currently hanging out around there.
0: Very Brooklyn nice. Is, yeah. Uh, fun area. I, I lived in New York for three years and I enjoyed uh, heading to Brooklyn and even Brooklyn Heights whenever I could. So, Joe, you're a singer songwriter. But that's not really where it all started for you. You got started in music after moving to New York City with aspirations of becoming an actor. What made you want to move more of your focus to music specifically?
3: <laughs> um, it's a great question. I think um, I think I had kind of turned back to music after, um, after really trying to become an actor and kind of getting hit with reality here about how hard it is and how important it is to to stay true to your guns and be authentic. So I think I turned to music and composition as kind of a coping mechanism to deal with the stress and kind of the daunting task of being a performer in this city. And it wound up being really therapeutic for me and an awesome outlet. So I kind of just ran with that a lot more and discovered that writing music from the heart about real experiences I was having was the way for me to really express myself on a creative and artistic level. Um, and maybe acting wasn't at that time in my life, the right outlet for me.
0: Well, I guess as an actor, you're more of a vessel for somebody else's art. Whereas as a songwriter, you have much more control over what you're creating.
3: Yeah, I kind of, yeah, I think I do. I do like that about the songwriting and the performance. I do feel in a relation to acting, I feel like I have a little bit more creative control, um, a little bit more of a personal connection, obviously, because I'm the one singing the song that I wrote about an experience I had. And I mean, as far as that relationship goes, I think I'm just resonating a little bit better with that in this moment.
0: Well, It's going to be interesting. And I'd love to hear you talk a little bit more about some of the adversity you've overcome, just trying to be an artist, making it in New York. But before we get to that, Uh, I want to talk about what we talked about in your introduction. You had your song Rush placed on an episode of the TV show Power, but what I didn't say was going on in your life at the time you got that big break. You were working as a caterer, and then you found out one day your song was going to be on a TV show. Take us to that moment. What was your life like at the time, and what was it like for you to hear that huge news?
3: Um, What a great question. I I really... um, I really don't like this catering job. I um, I work some, the nature of the industry, you work a lot of long hours and you're kind of serving some people. Sometimes it might not be the most grateful and, and don't treat you like an individual. So, you know, after a long time of being in a service industry, you kind of, you get really frustrated, kind of jaded, you know, like um, it's hard. It's hard to kind of come back and keep doing it. But as a, as a freelance artist, you know, it's kind of a good job opportunity, so obviously, you know, I stick with that as long as I can, and um, it was a long shift, it was an annoying shift, I was really frustrated, really tired, Um, just trying to do this and trying to make it in the city, but also trying to make, you know, trying to make my music work and trying to figure out what I need to do, and I just was feeling like I really just didn't know what direction I wanted to head in, and then... I got an email on shift that um my song was placed in a really really awesome show power it's the second most watched show in the country believe it or not and i absolutely freaked out i finally thought this is this is such a great opportunity for me this is the spark that i needed this is this is the encouragement and just something positive something that I really ignite a fire under me that I am doing the right thing and I I should be sticking this out. So I was ecstatic. My friend who co-mixed it with me was right there. He was happy for me too. It was really just an awesome feeling and hoping that more and more experiences like that come my way. Sure. Uh, It was amazing, yeah.
0: I can just... uh, You must have been over the moon. And I mean, did you you have like a watch party with with some of your friends and family when the episode came on?
3: Yeah, my, my mom... My mom beat me to it. Uh, <laughs> she she watched it as soon as it was available, and she she called me up and sent me a video of it being on the TV. And she told me how proud of it she proud of me she was. It was it was really an awesome experience for her, I'm sure.
0: I can't uh, even I can't yeah. even imagine what kind of experience that must be. That's so incredible. And based on your experience with getting that song on Power, do you have any tips for other musicians on how they can get sync opportunities for their music? How were you able to make this happen? Maybe there's a lesson in that.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think this is a. It's funny that I'm the one kind of giving um, advice, I guess, in this situation. I don't ever feel like I'm really the one, but um, it's a great it's a great question. And I actually, you know, I did go to music school, so I I really do think it's really important to understand how the industry works and and what different and how music publishing works and synchronization, licensing. I think it's all really important for any independent artist to know how this works. And, you know, I think if you ever write a song or you hear a song that goes, ah, and you go to yourself, oh, that would sound great in a commercial. Or that has, you know, like, if it's something really specific and it's well produced and, and you know that it could be in a commercial or you have that feeling about it, I would try to get in touch with some, like a licensing house or a licensing company, uh, maybe even publishing. Um, I think it's, I mean, they have you know the company that I'm with right now—they found me on a random SoundCloud playlist. So putting oh, wow. it out there in the world is the first step. Or directly, you know, hitting them up would be an awesome chance too. Because you never know who's going to stumble upon that databank and see your song and choose it. You know what I mean? You get you get a chance if if it's out there in the world and and it's in the right hands and. I say just don't as an independent artist I would not ignore the many many outlets to get your songs out there YouTube videos licensing publishing for other artists like there's so many things that can get your song heard and it might not be you know on Z100 on the radio there are other ways that you can branch out as an artist and there are other ways you can find success you know some some artists find a lot of success in licensing some artists have really loyal fan bases and they have an amazing live show some artists write awesome pop songs with bigger stars and they get known that way I just explore all your opportunities and the most important thing is put your music out there in the world so people can hear it because that's how it worked for me
0: yeah there's there's really no substitute to just putting as big of a megaphone in front of your music as possible reaching all the outlets you can and being mindful of the kind of organizations that can create those opportunities for you Joe I know that, you've been, you, you know that trying to make it as an artist in a city like New York comes with its fair share of adversity and you talked a little bit about that and just how you were feeling right before you got that power placement. Um, can you take us to a moment in your life where you felt the strongest urge to give up on your art and what ultimately drove you to move past it and keep pressing forward?
3: Well, you know, I think... I consider myself... I mean, a lot of people would say this and I know it sounds cliche but I really would consider myself a perfectionist. Um... And it's really hard for me to put. It's really hard for me to put stuff out into the world that I'm not 100% on. I always want to change things. Every single time I hear a song, I have to go back and change it and change it and change it. And I work on songs for like a year, making minute changes the whole time, and never really taking a chance and releasing it. And you know, I think every artist wants to like do it right. Um, to do it right, to, to make a sick song and release it and it goes viral, and you're you know, you make it, and uh, um, obviously, if it was that easy, then everybody would be doing it. So, um, I think for me, you know, I I get so discouraged when when things don't happen, or things take too long, or things don't happen the way that I want them to with this career. And you always, hit, I always set the bar so 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 high, and it's and I. I do have a sense of like, I know that I want more and I know that my music deserves more than this or whatever. And I always feel like that. And, um, just kind of not, kind of not knowing what to do and like drifting and just kind of, uh, I mean, I, so the, to, to relate back to the question of the adversity, you know, um, seeing just like right before a Rush and right before I like really ignited a fire to start getting back into music. Uh, It was like, I was year two or, you know, moving into my third year in the city, like full time living here, not including college or whatever. And my contemporaries that I went to school with are, (laughs) they are making it happen. And I'm always feeling like I'm too old and I'm always feeling like I'm standing still, I'm still at this job, I haven't progressed, I haven't done anything and, you know, it's, it's really hard to, to look around you and see people that you know doing it and then you don't know how they're doing it or what the right way is or people younger than you. And you just, it just made me feel like I just wasn't meant for this. I wasn't doing it right, um, So I got So, you know, I would get, whether it was envy about, you know, lack of opportunities presented my way or connections or whatever, I started to get really discouraged and wrote it off as, you know, it's not for me when it's, you know, the, the skill, sorry, the skills and the talent is, I started feeling like it didn't matter if you don't have the connections or the network or whatever. And, um,
0: well, I know a lot of musicians can certainly empathize with that and I'm sure a lot of musicians are hearing themselves in that response. So, <laughs> when you're feeling that way, what what keeps you what keeps you in the city? What keeps you fighting?
3: One. Yeah, great question. One. <laughs> any, you know, any positive anything? Like the thing that would keep me going is if I show my song to a a coworker, "Hey, this is what I'm working on." Or somebody another musician friend or or family friends or anything like i would get such reassurance such strong that has to be heard joe that's great joe put this out there what are you doing like put this out there get your song out there get your face out there do it you have what it takes and and you know like that trumps everything that trumps all my self-doubt that trumps all of my like jaded envy about how the world works like just that one like and it you know it has to come from yourself too you know like uh sometimes i'll i'll take a break from music and i'll come back to something after a long break and i'll just listen to it and i'll go ah that's that's good you know like that i I feel great about this because and all my songs come from like extremely personal experiences so getting the chance to share them to an audience and having other people in the world, like connect to it. Like one person connecting to my song or something that I wrote makes my whole, this whole career absolutely like worth it for me. And so that's just a really awesome feeling that keeps me going.
0: I love that. Just just finding any opportunity to put points on the board and keep yourself moving forward. That's awesome, man. I think a lot of artists can definitely empathize with that. And I'd love to show all the listeners, uh, some of what you've been creating, because you got some great music here. Uh, you can find Rush on Joe's SoundCloud, uh, SoundCloud.com/slash Joe Wood Music. You can hear the song that was on Power, but we actually have another single of yours, "Something About You," that uh, we want to play on the podcast right now, and uh, we're gonna play this right here on the Break the Business Podcast.
2: I probably spent too long blowing past the warning sands. Last time I got it wrong, didn't know if love was worth a try, worth a try. I've been thinking about you again. You've been passing up. own thing till you came on through Eight million people in the city but there's something about you You again, again. you've been running back and forth in my head. Maybe we could be more than friends. I don't let this moment just end. I tried to do my own thing. About you again, that. You again, look at that. You again, look at that. You again, maybe we could be more than friends. You know, I, I tried, tried to, to do, do my, my own, own thing. thing.
0: was something about you by joe wood here on the break the business podcast joe great stuff where can people find you on social media if they want to find out more about you
3: um so i'm most active on instagram i'll start that i think everyone has their own personal favorite thing i'm an instagram guy um it's instagram.com slash joe wood music you can look me up there um also for facebook is joe wood music soundcloud is joe wood music my Twitter is Joe Wood underscore. I try really hard to be active on Twitter, but for some reason I'm <laughs> struggling there, but I know how important it is. So yeah, pretty much JoeWoodMusic and then JoeWoodMusic.com. You can get to all my links, whether it be Spotify, Apple Music, all of my music there. You can keep in touch with me there too. Well,
0: that's great. Thanks for uh, letting us know where people can find you. Uh, Joe, this has been a pleasure. I am so grateful that you bared your soul to us and we really got to learn about what it's like for somebody who's trying to achieve great things in the big city. Before we let you go, do you have any last tips to share with the indie artist listeners out there to help them move their careers forward?
3: Uh, Yes, I do. I I think the most important thing for me, and I wish I could go back in time and tell myself this, is you are always going to be growing and you are always going to be learning and you're always going to be getting better. So when you're when you're 21 or you're 18 and you know that you have something great, just put it out there. Just release it. Make it good. Make it quality. But but don't hang on to it. You know, get it done and put it out there because you need to you have a long road ahead of you. And and I I hope that that road is not as long for you. But, you know, (laughs) put it out there, learn and grow in every single song you know you're going to get turned down and you're going to hear comments and you're going to maybe understand what you can change moving forward so it's really valuable to, to get all of that kind of stuff out of the way and then eventually work your way up to to you know to a place where you feel confident and so just don't hold on to it love it make it good put it out there and then it's just on to the next cuz people are going to want to hear your growth and support you through that growth. So just go for it. That's, I think that's the best advice that I can give.
0: Well, you certainly got our support, Joe. Joe Wood, everybody, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, We hope to talk to you soon, my friend.
3: Thank you so much. I would love to be on the show again some other time. That would be so great.
0: Beautiful. We'll be right back on the Break the Business podcast.
1: Friend of the show, John Ratzenberger, here with Ryan Carella, author of Break the Business, Declaring Your Independence and Achieving True Success in the Music Industry, available on Amazon.com.
0: Ryan, tell the folks a little about the book. Well, the book's about empowering Well, artists. that's
1: fascinating, Ryan, but it's only a 15-second commercial.
0: Thanks. Welcome back, everybody. Our thanks to Joe Wood for joining us in the previous segment. Be sure to check him out at joewoodmusic.com, soundcloud.com slash and Facebook.com slash Joe Cool dude. Um we didn't play it on the episode, but you should check out the uh SoundCloud page and you can hear the song from the that was on the TV show Power. It's a pretty cool song. Rush is the name of it. Um Dave, what's up?
1: Yeah. So um uh, actually, buddy, I got a treat for you. I got a good going away present for you. Um, I finally did it. After all this time, and you forgot about it probably because it's been like over a year. Yeah. I finally got a name for it, and I created new uh, new music for
0: it. <gasps> you mean for Dave's As Yet Untitled Game Show? Yeah. You finally named it after, after two and a half years of this podcast being on? After about the deaths of 50 writers... It's finally come to pass. So we've been trying to name this game show forever. You kept promising me you were going to do it. So what you're telling me is I'm, I'm looking at my sound effects board right now. I loaded it in. Yeah. That if I hit this button, it's going to have a different
1: re- actual name for your game show. I guarantee you most of the people listening to this show now have not heard this.
0: <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah. All right, here we go. Everybody brace yourselves. We're going to have a new name for this game show. Now it's time for
1: Dave's as-yet-untitled game show here on the Break the Business Podcast. Here's Dave.
0: Thanks, Dave. It's it's been a while. What? Come on! You said it was going to have a new name. This is your last show. This was to be the last chance to name the show.
1: You didn't hear the seven notes in the beginning of the
0: song? Very quick. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, they, just, they kind of run into one another there. But that's this new style of music I'm trying. Oh, my. And, and of course, you know, I got to hate this game show. I suck at this. Can you explain to people how this works? Sure. It's been so a while.
1: it's basically like, a, you know, if, if you watch Jeopardy, like a before and after. Like if I were to say, and this is the one I hope I've always used. and I'm going to keep on using it. Sure. You know, this boy wizard teams up with a grizzled San Francisco cop in order to take down crime. The answer would be dirty Harry Potter. There you go.
0: Although you should really have it flipped the other way. I'm not telling you how to do your game show. Oh, you always do that. Because it's, it's misleading. Yeah. Okay. You're breaking the before and after. You're right. making it after and before. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. So wait. If I get it right, uh, we have a special sound for that, which is this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when invariably you get it wrong.
1: Wrong. Oh, that's a good one.
0: Yeah. That's just, you know, you saying wrong like Dana Carvey as Joe McLaughlin of the McLaughlin group. From like a Saturday Night Live sketch yes. from 20 years ago.
1: You should make that like a text message thing for you. Whenever I text you,
0: wrong. I could probably do that. Does that even happen anymore? Remember back in the day when ringtones were a thing? Still very much a thing. There is still a Billboard ringtones chart, and I'm guessing if you can no. get if you can sell like one ringtone, you're probably number five on that chart.
1: Because it was more mainly with <laughs> flip phones, that's where everyone had it. Now everyone just accepts the Apple. That's like, right. Like you know, doot, noise. Doot, doot. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Anyway It's funny how what Everyone wanted individualism And then suddenly They decided they didn't want it
0: Yeah Well because we don't know What we want Apple knows what we want That's true We're all like Apple We, we don't want to have Wireless headphones We're gonna lose them And Apple's like Shut up Put these in your ears And you know what Damn it I love those wireless yeah. ear, AirPods they have Alright Changed my life Anyway I, uh, They look stupid as all hell I know but, but Yeah they, I got nothing for you They're pretty all right. stupid But I love them Alright
1: Yikes Peter Parker must deal with the vulture and teaching Hakim and Semmy about
0: queens at the same time. Whoa. Okay, so there's a lot going on there. I heard Peter Parker and Spider-Man, but I also heard Coming to America in there. I mean, there might have been something in the middle. Can, can you give it to me one more time? Yikes. Peter Parker must deal
1: with the vulture and teaching Hakim and Semmy about queens at the same time.
0: God, something there's something in between because it's Spider Man, and then you got Coming to America at the end with Akeem and Simi. But I don't, I don't know what this like vulture thing. People is. are yelling
1: into their their they're yelling in their
0: earbuds. They're yelling at their
1: cars. They're yelling while on their treadmills while folding laundry. They're yelling at you. So easy, so simple. I'm sure Abby's already gotten it. No, um, sorry, I don't know the answer. And this Wrong. was the easy. This was the easy one for you. So this is a bad one. You're going to go over three. Uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming to America.
0: Oh, damn it! Ah, if only you oh. kept up on the MCU. Oh, I did see the movie, but who's the Vulture? Michael Keaton. Is that what his name was in that? I just remember it was like Michael Keaton. J- he was the Vulture in that. He was
1: with wings flying around, dressed like a vulture. Spoiler alert. (laughs) It was a good movie, though. It was a great movie, and he was her dad. Oh, what are you
0: doing? Oh, it's F you. That's a huge spoiler alert. That's the, that's that man. That's rough, especially in our society where people never watch movies in the theater anymore. You
1: what, screw you! That's mm. someone else will put you in your place soon. That was a huge. Anyway,
0: okay, so I got that. So one. So
1: oh for one, all right. Um, I don't. Okay, Ryan, Fred McMurray delights oh, in this shit. professorial sequel that takes a dark turn with Cohen Brothers at the helm. I mean, they kill Brad Pitt for Pete's sake.
0: Um, this one actually is easy. <laughs> uh, like what movie? Cohen Brothers.
1: Oh, I know this one. What? Oh, sorry, sorry. I I I just know. Oh, it. oh,
0: a oh, movie, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Good to see you, buddy. We'll be we'll be hearing you from you later in this. Of course. Oh, good. Yeah, good. We're just gonna run through all the characters. In, in, I, in your I last was in the segment. green room and I heard the clues and that. Oh, this is about gotcha. movies. Okay, Cohen Brothers. Brad Pitt. I'm trying to think, of, what was a Cohen Brothers movie where Brad Pitt died? Um. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Wrong! Oh my god. Ryan, Fred McMurray delights in this professorial sequel. It takes a dark turn. Coen Brothers will help me. They killed Brad Pitt for uh, for Pete's sake. Son of Flubburn after reading.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Son of Flubber. That's well known. Do I get partial credit because I had a thought that the first one might have been the absent-minded professor.
1: Oh, you know what? I think I could give you partial credit, but I think instead you are.
2: Wrong! Thank yeah,
1: you. That's all how right. that works. Can I get partial? Because I thought about it. Uh, excuse me, uh, bar, uh, bar, Board of Bar Examiners. Uh, I, I think you should give me partial credit because I thought it was the right answer. Uh, actually, on all of them. So maybe if you want to give me
0: 100%. I'm going to miss you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but
0: you will. Your
1: show is going to be nothing. Yep. For me, the show is nothing.
0: I mean, that's true. You were on the first episode. Exa- so. Yes. <laughs>
1: yes. Started in your parents' garage. No,
0: in your parents' uh detached S- cabana. Cabana. Yeah. Come a long way, baby. We were the cabana boys. We were the cabana boys. Why did we think of this now? Yeah, I know. God. Damn Just it. missed opportunity. Speaking of which, let's get this third one wrong so we can go to the next thing. Ha <laughs> ha. Fred McMurray
1: feels neglected God. by his wife and child and decides to team up with a secret agent to stop the insane media mogul Elliot Carver from starting World War III. Oh, I actually
0: know the second half of this.
1: If only the game was Dave's <laughs> second half game well, but show. You,
0: Listeners, if you've never heard this segment before, this is what Dave does. Like These could be fun and interesting and ones that I actually have a chance of getting, but no, he just makes them all like random Fred McMurray movies that I don't know because they came out 50 years before I was born. And yet, you still never looked up the disc- his Wikipedia, his uh, IMDb, that anything, would, that would make things. I, I should just have his IMDb page up here and I, I could solve these. But let me hear the clue again because maybe I have an outside shot at this.
1: That is something you could have done this whole time and I wouldn't have been none the wiser.
0: Yeah. You probably would have figured it out if I started getting them right all of a sudden.
1: Yeah, people would have been writing it. This dude's cheating. Fred McMurray feels neglected by his wife and child and decides to team up with a secret agent to stop the insane media mogul Elliot Carver from starting World War III. That's pretty detailed. Yes. I mean, that's obvious. Sounds like a good
0: movie. The second half of your movie is Tomorrow Never Dies, an Mm -hmm. underrated James Bond movie, in my, Mm -hmm. my opinion. I don't know. Maybe. I can't, I can't give. I can't tell you anything. Yeah. Well, yeah, because that was like the point. anyway. Um. And so, like the the first half of it has to be something that ends with the word tomorrow, but I don't know any Fred McMurray movies, so I'm just gonna say. Or it could be
1: my switcheroo where I uh, make a. Uh, it starts with dies.
0: Yeah, but what 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 movie would start with the name dies? <coughs> there you go. Like. Like, let's see that Bruce Willis movie dies hard. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. Um, Pierce Brosnan dies, and dies another day. Dies
1: Zuland? No, it's okay. I don't know, whatever. You know what, um, Ryan? You
0: are. Oh, wait, I'm going to say uh, day after tomorrow never dies. <laughs>
1: Wrong. There's always tomorrow never dies. Ah. Uh. And funny, it works because it goes like "there's always thrown, never dies." It actually make the same thing. Yeah. Well, you are zero for three, which I think makes your lifetime average on this like you were batting you were batting under one hundred. That's oh, easily batting under one hundred. You're not you. There's no way you're making it to the show.
0: There might have been one episode where I got the majority of them right, and I think it was oh. because my birthday and you went easy on me.
1: The, yes, I think I, that was true. I remember that one. I think if the only way you would be able to be called up with your horrible average is if all 25 guys on a major league roster were taken ill, um, like seriously ill, like they had the really bad stomach bug going around. The AAA affiliate (laughs) was snowed in in uh, the Northeast somewhere. The AA affiliate was like stuck in floods in the South somewhere, because that's where they are. And even the single A team just folded. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. You know. The stadium's broken down. I understand. Yep. But but then I'm in the show, is what you're saying. No. No. Damn okay. it. Okay, so close. what do we
1: have next? We got next. Uh... Okay, so we're just running through all your favorite all right, let's characters go. Let's, go. let's arbitrate.
0: In these difficult times. One man has the courage to fight for what's right. We are living in a society. Society has rules. He'll make the tough decisions so that we can live in a civilized world. And let Dave be the ultimate arbiter. If he finds out that you reserved a parking spot by standing in it, you'll suffer his wrath. That's against the rules of the parking lots. All rise
1: for Dave, the ultimate arbiter. At least I'm not a crazy Person, well, I think I'm not a crazy person. You at home might be thinking, God, this guy's a crazy person.
0: I miss this segment.
1: That was great. I just came up with something arbitrary right now because it happened not but maybe like an hour ago as I was like pulled into your driveway, and a neighbor of yours was walking their little dog, like a little shit zoo or whatever. Yeah, and this guy was a shit zoo because I noticed the dog squatting and I noticed a little turd coming out. The guy had nothing did in his you hands. Call, did you just call the
0: guy a shih tzu? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's an underrated insult. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Continue.
1: And he walks along and I get out of the car and I'm like, got a plastic bag for that? And he goes like, oh, no, no, no. He was trying to. Nothing came out. I'm like, oh, okay. What a stupid SOB. Do you think, you, uh, if you th- walking walk your dog in a neighborhood- the dog can't do number, the dog does number two in your yard. And if the dog's gonna, if you somehow trained your dog to do number, to take a
0: crap while on the walk, bring a plastic bag. hmm. Right? Yeah. No, I, I always have a roll of plastic bags when I take Molly for a walk. A <laughs> roll? Yeah. How much is the dog doing? You know, because at first I used to bring one bag and then she'd have like a couple twofers on the walk. And then I brought two bags, and every once in a while, like, she'd do a three spot, and like, I don't want to be empty-handed, because I don't want to be the guy like this guy was. Well, you wouldn't be empty-handed.
2: <laughs> Where is it?
0: There it is. <laughs> All right, God, we're going to miss you, buddy. Oh, uh,
1: but no, yeah, this, what a schmuck. Yeah.
0: And apparently, you said that you've been finding these things on your lawn. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I have a house on the corner. Like, just uh, people just decide that my front yard is the neighborhood's toilet for their dogs. I get so much dog crap on my lawn because you're a new, you're a new, you're new in the neighborhood. I guess. And the worst thing is that like my dog, sorry, she she en- enjoys in partaking in poop. She perhaps enjoys eating poop more than oh. the actual food that you know creates yeah. poop. And so, like she'll when, when she can smell it in the yard, she'll go right for it. And I have to like, keep it away from her. And if people just cleaned up after their damn dog. And so, I mean, I I think the question is if, if somebody does, if a dog does crap on your, somebody else's lawn and you don't have the bag, I mean, what, what are you as the pet owner obligated to do there? I don't know. I feel like how far are
2: you
1: away from your home? If you have just started the walk or whatever, then go back in and get a plastic bag and get it. Yeah. Because if you're, if the person sees you, yeah. your lawn is next. That's true. Or maybe just they they take you and, and shove your face in it. Who knows? It's the only way they learn.
0: Yes. <laughs> I mean, even if you would have had the decency, I'm glad you. By the way, thank you, Dave, the arbiter, for like defending my house's honor. Yeah. And you know, preventing it from being defiled by that dog. But even if that guy had the decency to just knock on my door, say, Hey, I was on a walk. I ran out of poop bags. He pooped on the lawn. Like. I know yeah, you... is there a plastic bag you yeah. have that you can give me to right. just do it? Just so we don't leave, I don't leave crap on your lawn because you know I know your dog has an insatiable appetite for poop. But no, like not even that. He would have just been perfectly content to just let his dog crap on my lawn if you didn't stop him, like the hero you are. I am. Yes, you're right. <laughs> yeah. What are you giving me for it? Um, a lot of great advice about how to succeed in New York.
3: Hmm. <laughs>
0: Oh, wait, is your certification back? Another thing, cab drivers don't tip them. They hate getting tips. They find it insulting. Like, for them, the privilege of getting to drive you around in the big city is enough. Like, never, ever tip. Okay, and I should probably point out their ethnicity, right? Absolutely. Okay. They're proud of their heritage. Okay, good. (laughs) All right. All right. Uh, What do we have next? All right. Rolling through the characters on your last show. Now it's time for Dave's Metal Minute on the Break the Business Podcast.
1: Yeah! Oh, yeah! Middle Dave here one more time for you to destroy your eardrums and send you straight to hell! (laughs) Ryan, how
0: you doing? I'm doing very well. My wife is making breakfast outside uh, in the kitchen, and... She's got to be freaked out from like what she's probably hearing coming from the room right now.
1: Well, that's her problem for marrying you. Yeah, you and I were perfectly content being the Cabana Boys. You brought her into this.
0: Oh, crowd loves you. Look at that. Whoa, Ooh, yeah. Oh, they they know they know it's the last one. They want to give you a nice big curtain call.
1: Thank you, thank you, everyone. It has been a pleasure serving you and bringing the unholy truth of this of Satan to your souls.
0: And, and now they're, they're gone I died really quick yeah, yeah. it just well, yeah, well. anyway um, hey God I'm gonna miss you too Metal Dave got all the great metal news for us well, I didn't say I was gonna miss you that's true you didn't <laughs> no I will oh thank goodness or will I
1: <laughs> I'll miss that I'll miss that,
0: that... do you, you want to just take that with you I, I kind of do yeah Wherever you go, when you taking w- my new
1: my new job.
0: <laughs> I finished that case. <laughs> you can, right, you're, your Honor, if you if you turn to uh, Exhibit A, page six hundred sixty six. What? Oh, sorry. I know I'm not supposed to. I'm not allowed to do your voice. And you and, made
1: the six 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 joke before me.
0: I'm so sorry, Metal Dave. You know how many times I've told you not to do that? How many times? 666. There it is. All right. Ryan. Yes, Metal (laughs) Dave.
1: From Metal Hammer. I got a metal story for you here, all right? All right. A new study has revealed that musicians are three times more likely to suffer from depression compared to the general public.
0: Yeah. That's terrible. What? What? I mean, that... That's oh right oh wait because it's sadness so it's metal and awesome I'm sorry Ryan yes on
1: all of you musicians out there that are totally depressed and you don't even know it yet
0: metal Dave's got the thing for you okay it leads to metal. It does, it does bring up, like, your, your genre needs some of these people to be this way. To no, you listen to all these
1: crappy ukulele artists out there. They're sappy and happy and everything with the world. And, you know, they're just like making songs about, oh, whatever. And, oh, isn't this great that life is like this? And, oh, I had a really great uh, sandwich with my dog and a girl the other day or a dude. Sounds like a great song. Did you just riff? No,
0: that? no, no. I, I can see how you thought that that was I me going rock going riffing my thing, but I was just your rock riffing You're ukuleles on your head. Oh, please don't do that. And they're tiny, but they'll hurt. I will, uh, they would hurt. They've got corners. But how would I make songs about sandwiches? <laughs> <laughs> you...
2: <laughs>
0: yes, With no, seven minutes. Depression
1: notes. leads to metal. So here's what, here's what Dr. Metal Dave is going to say. Stop listening to your doctors, okay? <laughs> Don't go to therapy. Stop the medications. Just flush the pills down the toilet. That seems like terrible advice. No, I'm a doctor. I'm allowed.
0: I didn't know you had a doctorate. Oh, yes, I do. And I got a PhD,
1: Monology.
0: Oh, oh, oh all right, Metal Dave. Yeah. That was, that was good.
1: I went to the most unholy
0: school around. Was that? Baylor University,
1: run by Art Bryles. Oh,
0: right, because yeah, because he's... he's in hell. <laughs> oh, that's such a random reference from the Levitts' art show. Yeah, your brother Steve just got a kick out of that. He did, I'm <laughs> sure he did. Oh my goodness! All right.
1: So, wait, so I see anything else here? Oh, but apparently this group actually wants to help musicians. Well, that's good. Yeah. The study cited money worries, poor working conditions, relationship challenges, and sexual abuse, bullying, and discrimination as major issues.
0: Well, that's. That's less metal. Yes, that's decidedly not metal.
1: As a result of the findings, Help Musicians UK have made three pledges to establish a music industry mental health task force, deliver a nationwide 24 7 mental health service titled Music Minds Matter, and advocate change across the music industry. Well, you know what? That's change we can be believing. Unfortunately, that's not going to really translate into the United States of America. Because uh, a lot of people are going to say all minds matter. Oh.
0: <laughs> so you know this is the last show, so you're like, oh, let me get a little political jabs in now while well, I still can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, that's yeah. terrible. Especially the,
1: the the relationship challenges, yeah, the sexual abuse and all that. But hey, at least I'm sure Movie Day will mention that uh, you know we're getting rid of the Harvey Weinstein's of the world, the Bill O'Reillys of the world, the Doctor Lukes of the world, hopefully the Donald Trumps of the world too.
0: Oh, uh, so. Yeah, sexual deviants are not okay. Thanks, <laughs> Melty. Yeah. All right. Do you want to? Are we bring as the next person in the green room? Or? Are you trying to get rid of me? No, I just know that we have other folks who want to, you know, get their get their pieces all in right. before the show's over. All right. C- c- come on, man. I mean, you know, it's, it's it's
1: we're on the clock. All right. You know, don't make me call the union. <laughs> all right. Fine. Go, you son of a bitch.
0: All right. Thank you very very much. I'm not going to go anywhere.
1: Just you play the music.
0: Oh, wait. Oh, right. You don't get just the regular applause. You get uh, your walk-off music. Now
1: it's time oh. You Metal still Dave. never made an oh, end no, theme? No, That's the right. i got to this place
0: Oh, my goodness. All right. Thank you, Metal Dave. Uh, you'll be one of my favorites that I'm missing. And now... Live from the Brown Derby and Hollywood and Vine in sunny and beautiful Hollywood,
1: California, it's Dave's Movie Minute. Come on in while we discuss motion pictures, stars, and all the goings on around town. Hello, folks out there in movie slash podcast land. Hey, movie Dave. Yep. and a uh, special hello to Harvey Weinstein, wherever you are in your dirty little hole. <laughs> May you stay there and rot, along with Bill O'Reilly and uh, Dr. Luke and Donald Trump. Wow. <laughs> yes, Ryan, people that uh, assault women are terrible. Controversial view. <laughs> yeah, just like the controversial view of Nazis are bad. <laughs> oh, boy, Ryan, remember, new Call of Duty game out there. They're going back to World War II. The Nazis here probably thought, oh, boy, this is great. We're, we're in the Middle East. We're, we're shooting brown people. But, oh, no, damn it, they're back to shooting the people. I like the Nazis. <laughs> We got to boycott all of Duty, right? I mean, what kind of irresponsible game has the Americans winning? <laughs> this is terrible. Yeah.
0: I would say, pro- movie Dave, you probably have to be the most political of all of the the... Uh,
1: well, Ryan, I've been around lately. for a very long time. I've seen things. I was there. Not, uh, not at Pearl Harbor, but I was there for all that. You know, saw Joe McCarthy do his horrible witch hunt and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been a while, Ryan. Yeah. And I've got some good advice to... To, to give to people. And again, you know, not controversial, Nazi sexual assault, these are bad things, Ryan. Right? Cornerstone uh, values that we can agree on. Maybe not sure that your CPAC friends agree on, oh, but hey.
0: God. Oh, well, um, I'm glad that you're speaking out um, and it's good to have your wisdom on the show. And, you know, you always have great movie news for us and we love that as yes,
1: well. Yes, Ryan, you know what? what other wisdom is great? Hmm. Movie critic reviews, Ryan. They're so witty and full of charming puns. That's Yes, they are. That's my and favorite seems, thing about them. Oh, my God, Ryan. The creativity is amazing, especially if you consider the all start with seven notes. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
1: <laughs> Ryan, have you seen the trailers for the, the, the new movie, uh, the fa- Michael Fassbender Vehicle, The Snowman? Uh, I have not. Okay. Do you know anything about it? Um, no. I, mean, I, mean, I, I, I know, know based... of the movie. It's based on a book by this guy, Joe Nesbo, back in 2007. God, time has moved fast. I'm telling you. That's, that that anyway, me out that, that was 10 years ago. Anyway, it's basically ago. about this uh, serial killer who's chopping people's heads off and putting them on snowmen and everything. That's in the trailer. Whew. Well, Ryan, apparently the general takeaway is that the film falls flat and I've got The Hollywood Reporter here, which has summed up some of the really great lines that the critics have thought of for reviews of The Snowman.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: Let's see. The Hollywood reporter Stephen Dalton calls the film cold and lifeless. (laughs) (laughs) He also predicted that, quote, the critical reaction will be frosty. And Universal's reported hopes of launching a new franchise seem likely to melt
0: away. Do you think critics like watching good movies or bad movies more? Because, like, on one hand, you always want to see a good movie, but on the other hand, I feel like when they see a bad movie, they go, okay, now I get to bring out my best, most vicious puns. Yes, right, and if you think the
1: creativity stops there, it doesn't. The New York Post, Sarah Stewart writes in her review, this adaptation is so sloggy it feels like wading through thigh-deep snowfall. Stained scarlet from all the gratuitous gore. Yeah, Newsday's, the first guy was funnier. Newsday's Rafe Guzman called the film dreary as a Nordic
0: winter and almost as long. (laughs) I could see him doing that line with like a a martini in his hand. Like, dreary as a Nordic winter and
1: almost as long. (laughs) The Toronto stars Peter Howell writes, such abundant talent, yet what we got on the screen is like a snow cone made with horse urine. Oh my
0: God. Oh Lord, that's less witty and more disgusting. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Because <laughs> like, human urine wouldn't be disgusting enough. Like, we had to make it another animal's urine. It was also bit, It's also been called an
1: icely, mostly lifeless waste. Um, yes. Yeah, Ryan, oh, my God. This was... Uh, it really warms my heart. Ha! To see all these... Uh, <laughs> okay, fine. I know you're waiting for it. All these reviews like that. Yep. But actually, a good thing, though, is going to be the movie Coco. Yeah, have you seen the previews of this one? I have not. The Pixar film about uh, sort of uh, the Mexican boy deals with the Day of the Dead. It's all takes place like Mexico, Latin actors and everything. Oh, I did see that. I forgot the name of it, but yeah, that looks really good. Reviews are in already, and it seems to be very, very good. <coughs> mm. Pardon me. Yeah, wow. Well, I... All this work in here. This is uh, the most I've done on the show in a while. Yeah,
0: this is... A... <laughs>
1: well, anyway... I'm glad it's apparently good. It's got good reviews and everything. Nothing really funny here, like the last one. See, that's the thing. A good movie just gotten as good praise. Yeah. When it's bad, yes, it's just uh, you pun don't get, central. You don't
0: get as many jokes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mad Max Fury Road, more like Mad Max Wrong Way
0: Road. <laughs> I left the writing game a long time ago. Could have just went with a Dreary Road. There. I was thinking about I mean, that. Man, you just, just missed the layup there. Usually better than that movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but Batman versus Superman more like crap.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and you're back.
1: <laughs> yes. Well, anyway, Coco is something I'm going to be seeing in theaters, uh mainly because you know, the short film that's going to precede this like all Pixar shorts is Olaf's a holiday adventure like the little snowman
0: from frozen, frozen. yes and yeah. my
1: girlfriend is nothing but frozen crazy oh there you go. so that will be good that's very very exciting do i have anything else here now i'm i'm trying to, I, i'm looking at my notes juggling things around seeing what's going on here i think uh let's see did that did that we did depressed musicians <laughs> a lot of actors were depressed back in the day yeah i can imagine Especially of course they the just killed the blacklist they didn't know about the metal back then, Ryan. That was the problem.
0: Oh, my God. Think
1: of it. Marilyn Monroe would be here today, Ryan, if there was metal. That's what every, all the experts say, that. Yes, of course. <laughs> now it kind of makes the Jimi Hendrix thing a little weirder to describe. But that's not my purview. That's
0: not movies. <laughs> uh, oh, wait. That should have been longer. There we go. Movie day. We're going to miss your movie news. Yes. If you and ever... I'd like to
1: say... You've been such a good sport for all this, Ryan, and uh, we'd like to present you with an honorary membership to our union. Really? Yes. Wow. We have this certificate for you here, framed and everything. You can put it on the wall
0: with all your certifications, minus the New York one, apparently. <laughs> I'm touched. I mean, we, I mean, according to you, we've been in so many fights with unions. I can't, I'm just amazed well, that you're trying to extend to let, an olive branch do you here. Accept,
1: so you accept membership into the union?
0: I mean, of course,
1: absolutely. All right, that is great to hear. Now, remember, annual dues are due on January 1st every single year. This year, let me check out the notes over here. Ah, yes, we're up to $550. Oh, my God! Yeah, it's an expensive union. We do a lot of work. Oh, my God, that's terrible. A lot of good work. We also have a continuing uh, education required to stay in the union. Uh, Of course, they can only be purchased exclusively through us. Of course. For uh, $1,000 of credit. Whoa! How many credits do I need? Oh, about 40. That's more than... My God! Well, hey, you know, it's an honorary membership, and uh, we know you're honored to
0: have it, and you said yes, so that's that. (laughs) Fantastic. Thank you very much, Movie Dave. If you ever want to review a movie, just send it over to the podcast. We'll be happy to play it. Um,
1: Ooh, all right. Oh, that that sounds lovely. we got some good ones on the way, especially Thor Ragnarok, coming cool. up soon.
0: That does look good. I'm excited for that. All right, who else is in line? We want to make sure everybody gets a chance to say goodbye to the listeners. Um, um, do you want me to say goodbye? Um, <laughs> Delaware Dave. What? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. our, our friend from Delaware. I, I completely forgot about you. Well, you um,
1: just you, you spoiled it. Not because I was going to say I'm from Delaware. Of
0: course, yeah. You, you have been known to... But na-
1: now you said that I'm from Delaware. Well... So I can't say I'm from Delaware.
0: And that is great, and we've heard that before. And right. I think people want to get to know you better. And now that right. this is your second time on mm-hmm. the podcast, I figure you've had some time mm-hmm. to kind of think about how you can make your appearances more engaging. So can you tell us anything else about yourself? I mean, literally anything.
1: Well... <clears throat> um. Like I said, I I I am from Delaware.
0: Alright, thank you, Delaware Dave. Okay, I should I should, yeah. should I, I stick around
1: or No no yeah. uh,
0: Okay. Uh, but we'll we'll miss you too, I guess. Okay, I'll I'll hop on the Amtrak. And if Delaware Dave is here, that means that uh that another one of our friends must My God, that guy him. is so low energy. <laughs> I'm telling you. He needs day. to get depressed soon to get that metal flowing. Apparently. Oh, <laughs> you look like you're coughing quite a bit. A lot of impressions. How's it itself. going, eh? Hey, how are you, are you okay, Ken? Oh, I am just
1: great, buddy, eh? Because I'm fine. Yeah. Someone else
0: might not be okay, but yeah, I'm okay. So, w- somebody back there was hacking up a lung. But I'm glad to see that you're okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How's it going, man? It's going great. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a, a warm October
1: day. day. It's It's not very warm up north. You know, the snow is starting to drive. The wolves are getting camouflaged by the snow as as is their uh, their way. Did you know Ryan that actually oh the wolves choose to be that color to be uh to camouflage against the snow otherwise they'd just be like bright red or something. Really? Oh yeah. The color of
0: blood. That's horrifying. Oh, extremely. <laughs>
1: oh that sounds awesome.
0: Wait wait wait. No, where is it? There it is. All right. <laughs> blood. Oh there. We, we missed that Metal Dave. All right. So Canada Dave um this is your last your last time joining us so you know happy to have you here going to miss you as well as we're going to miss all the other characters uh, what do you got for us this week well right i got some canada towns here or do i oh beautiful <laughs> that's a a nice way to close this uh out. Yep. All right. So you're gonna name some things. I have to know whether it's a Canada Town or not, because it's the name of the game is yeah. Canada Town or Hosertop. Yeah.
1: Hey Ryan, did you see the hockey game last night? The Panthers, man. They beat the Caps four one up in Washington. That's a big win. Yeah, they usually they usually don't do well up there. I learned it's now called the Capital One Center
0: instead of the Verizon Center. And I think that's a little on the nose, eh? They should just like embrace Capitals One Center. Yeah. I mean, just throw the S in there, Capital One. Don't be so greedy with your name. It'd be hilarious. Okay, buddy. We got the first one here. Welcome. Welcome. So I have to figure out if welcome is the name of a town in Canada. Or Hoser Talk, eh? Or Hoser Talk. It would seem ridiculous for a town to say welcome to welcome. So I'm going to say that's Hoser Talk. Oh, buddy. Welcome's in Ontario. You just made it sound like the people
1: of Ontario of Welcome, Ontario are like or, or, nincompoops, or something, buddy.
0: I mean, that is kind of, I mean, do, does there, do they have a sign that literally says welcome to welcome? I'm
1: pretty sure they do, Ryan. And, and folks in Canada, I'm very sorry that Ryan used the harsh language of calling you nincompoops, okay? I you you call them nincompoops. I, I think you call them of that, okay?
0: <laughs> I mean, that's I true. think, who, you, who are they
1: gonna believe? Uh, a Canadian or me, right? Exactly. Okay, buddy, 0 for 1. Not good, not good. Sorry, sorry. Not, yeah. Right. I don't know why you get these. It's fairly easy. I mean, I see the answers right here. <laughs> Is that movie, Dave? Yeah, he can be here too, eh? Okay,
0: yeah, you got them all around. All right. Okay. Ryan Freeze. Freeze Canada? Mm. Ooh. If it's like F-R-E-E-Z E, I don't think that would be the name of a town in Canada. But it could be like a weird, like Frenchy spelling, like F-R-I-E Z-E or S E. And I bet that could be a Canada town. Yeah, I, I, that might be where they're going there. I'm going to say, yeah, that's a Canada town. Okay, Ryan, that's a Rush song, eh? No! No! Oh, you hit me with the Rush song already? God, you usually hit me with that at the end? Damn it. Damn it. Oh, God, I'm, oh, all, boy. I'm all twisted around oh, now. Oh, yeah, he
1: got checked in the boards hard, folks. He's seeing stars. He's trying to get off the ice. That but a, uh, That was a five-minute major there, Canada Dave. Oh The refs didn't say nothing like that, but, okay, don't put that boarding on me, okay? <laughs> He's trying to get off the ice, folks, but he's can. The rush is coming back right on him. He's got to get back on D. Ryan, hope.
0: Hope. That seems like, yeah. Like, yeah. Hope, hope, hope. Canada. Yeah, that's, that's Canada town, for sure. Ryan, that's a rush song. No, oh, what? Uh, will you hit me with a rush song again? Um oh, I'm, I'm all twisted around. Oh, shoot.
1: Actually, it's shoot. also a town in uh, British Columbia.
0: Well, then I'm. Then I was right,
1: yeah, but i I was thinking of the rush song first. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh come on, that's not
1: fair, boy, this <clears throat> <laughs> metal candidate, you were getting twisted at the end of this game, man you <laughs> were <laughs> really laying it on yeah, him. Yeah,
0: a lot of a lot of voices are really messing your throat up here, <laughs> Ryan, faith, faith, like hope and faith, um that's. Also a Rush song.
1: Nope, Ryan, that's hoser talk.
0: Oh, damn it. Well, I haven't gotten a single one right. This is bad. I always get at least one right on this game. Okay, Ryan. Faithless. (laughs) They wouldn't name a Canada town Faithless. Is that a Rush song? That's a Rush song. Yes! Oh, I finally got a Rush song right! After all these years, we've been doing this for so many episodes, and I finally caught a Rush song. Yeah! Nice. I'm okay, so happy. Do, do you
1: want to read the next one, buddy? D'accord. Hello, you fool. Quebec. It's been a long Dave. time. Yes, you've been thinking your nemesis has been safely away up in the mountains of Quebec. Well, I am down here, like the snowbirds
0: coming. Get away from the winter. <laughs> uh, I am so happy to hear from you, Quebecois Dave, our French Canadian <laughs> friend. <laughs> you, you fool.
1: Happiness has no uh, meaning in that Quebec. That's what it says
0: right on your flag. Yes,
1: Happiness we has no meaning. We are very depressed. Why do you think metal is so thriving in Quebec? Oh, there you go. Oh, it's depression.
0: <laughs> Can you all right? Give me, give me the towner. Okay. the town again. Okay, you fool. Petit poisson blanc. Whoa.
1: Petit, Petit poisson blanc. Petit, blanc. Petit poisson blanc. Do, do, do you want this transition, my uh, my foolish friend? Yes, I would. Okay, it
0: literally means little white fish. Um, I'm going to say that that is a Canada town. You fool, you have ruined my plans. We, oui, I got it right. Yeah.
1: What? What did you say? I said we. Oui. You say oui, like you speak French or something? We. Oui? Oh, you fool. I'm going to put you on the Québécois blacklist. Oh, no. Yes, that means you only get... Four quarts of maple syrup shipped to you a year. Oh no! Yes, That's so sad. You don't get to fall on a half. Can I still get those delicious maple maple cookies you guys make? But of course, we're not savages. Oh, we're not part of your CPAC
0: organization. <laughs> oh come on! Every time. Oh wow, so I got a French Canadian one right. That's pretty good. All right, what else we got? Okay, buddy. Cobalt. Cobalt. Cobalt is the name of a. Publishing company and record label that caters to independent artists. Um, it's also the fact that you knew that, I think, is actually quite sad, buddy. Why, of course, I would know that I work in the music industry.
1: I think people think of Cobalt, the first thing they do is like some sort of metal or something like uh, that gets mined up from the earth, not an independent music label. A metal,
0: (laughs) um. Well, no, yes. That is also in the periodic table of elements right next to Nickel, I believe. But it is also the name of a a label and publishing company that caters to independent artists. And I'm going to say it is not a Canada town.
1: Ryan Cobalt, Ontario. You do not like Ontario. Damn it. Y'all
0: got weird names, Ontario. Get it together.
1: You're you're off Ontario. (laughs) Instead of on, get it. Because the the abbreviation is O-N. Did you just say off-terio? Oh, 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 that would have been the (laughs) best joke.
0: I I thought that was the joke you were going for. I
1: wish I would have thought of that one. That would have been a lot better, eh? Oh, God, that one actually hurts. (laughs) Uh Okay, buddy.
0: Aluminum. I got this. I got this. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. This is such a mo- monumental moment because it's not a Canada town and it's not hoser talk. That's a- all the time we have no! to break the no! business.
1: It has been a pleasure serving you all. It has been great doing this show with Ryan. We'd like to thank Susan Carella. We'd like to thank Andy Carella. We'd like to thank Steve, Abby, uh, Mackenzie, uh, all of our families, everything. My mom and dad. It has been absolutely great. Hey, man, what, what can I get in here or anything like that, Hey, eh? I mean, Oh,
0: John Ratzenberger. Hey,
1: how's it going, buddy? No, but I know the answer to the question. But, wh- why didn't you want me to be on the show? You know, I've been on a lot of podcasts, right? And remember, I was on the Superman 2 podcast back in
0: 1979. You've actually had more appearances than any of the other characters because your promo is in every episode.
1: Is it still on the air? Yes. Okay, I have not gotten paid for that. Wait, wait, hold on a second. Are you saying you have not been paid for doing on-air talent work? Oh, th- I, I I have not, buddy. What, which which one are you? I'm the one that's running this union hey. and is going to file agreements wait, wait. on your behalf.
0: Hey, I, wait. I know the answer to aluminum. I know what it is. We,
1: we all know what it is, right? That's beside the point. The no, point this is, is this, important this man has been me. working his tail off doing promos for 100-some-odd episodes and has not been paid once.
0: <laughs> this is This is fair. absolutely terrible. You've gotten me
1: with this so I, many times. I
0: actually know this okay, one. Okay, guys.
1: We, this is getting really hectic in here, right? We just got to go, Okay. It has been an absolute treat. From the bottom of my heart, everyone, thank you very much. It has been a pleasure. I've had a lot of fun doing this with my best friend of 20-plus uh, years, Ryan. Buy his book, listen to the show, listen to this guy, and hopefully I'll see you later. Bye-bye and
2: good luck. Aluminum is a bare Naked Lady song.